Karen and everybody serving us today. Church takes people, baby. Amen. We got them. We got them. You're welcome to serve here, by the way. I came in this morning for the first service. Some big joker, man. I don't remember. He might be watching now. Hello. But anyway, but uh, he had on him big shirts on the blue, you know. I mean, it says fellowship on it, long sleeve. Man, he's big. He, he looked like he's at least time and a half again big as me. And he's standing right there at that door, big old smile on his face. I thought, wow, I, had, I hadn't seen him a lot. But uh, he's new to our ministry. Man, he's already plugged in serving. Amen. And his wife was on the other door. You know, but I tell you, it just it just did my heart good to see how the Lord adds to the church. The Bible says in the book of Acts, the Lord added to the church daily. And it seems like that's what we've been seeing. We've been seeing just every week uh, people, new people. So if you're here today for the first time, again, I'm a little bit different, but uh, I'm different on purpose. God made me a little odd. I like the way he made me. I'm just going to go with it, okay? But uh, I like using that big screen. I started out... Uh, actually teaching kids uh, in junior church, and then high school kids. And I try to, when I talk to y'all, I try to talk to y'all like that. You know, use that big old screen. Why don't we learn something? Amen, say. And uh, if I, I might get loud, because that's what I do with kids. And uh, so I'm just glad you're here. We'll put the scriptures up there, and we'll learn together. Say that with me. We'll do what? We'll, come on. You got up for crying out loud. Now, why don't, why don't we learn something today? Amen. And co- go better than we came in today. Let's go with it, Raj. Appreciate Roger and all he does. Can we thank the Lord for him? That's really important. Hey, Mark, you've been a longtime church guy, you and Lauren. Lauren worked with me 35 plus years ago. And, uh, but you don't see somebody like Raj that sticks with a guy for 20 years, do you? Isn't that crazy? And the staff that we have. I mean, Roger knows thoughts before I'm even thinking them, and he's flipping buttons back there. Isn't that crazy? And he just makes the message better, don't he? Let's thank him again. Come on. He just makes it better. It does. And if you haven't been with us, you'll see. Look, he's already doing it. He, he created that slide. Amen. Be believable. Be believable. Be believable. Man. And people will drink that up, won't they? Isn't that what that picture's saying? They'll drink that up. That's what I see. If you're believable, man, that cup's full and running over, ain't it? Say. Somebody will come up there and want to, want to be a part of that. So let's be believable as a child of God, as a, as a part of Fellowship Church here. Let's go, Rod. You've got to push me, though. You're getting really slow there. Come on. And then he's got to have the little dots. they got to do the fancy. But look at this. Look at that girl right there. That could have been a guy. He picked a girl. That's on him. Here we go. The title of the message, say it with me. I'm so what? Could have been a guy, though. I'm so dizzy. Remember the old song? My head is spinning, but the title of my message today is, I'm so dizzy, whose head? Their head's spinning. The way we live our Christian life, people's heads spinning around. We say one thing and do another. We talked about it last week, and this is part two, the old man or the old nature and the new nature. And so what happens so often, we revert back to who we were, and we're living the life not as a child of God. Y'all hear me or not? And the world's sick of it. The world is sick of it. They're looking for somebody believable, not perfect, because that's not believable. That's a big lie. But they are looking for someone who's consistent, who really means what they say, who really is a true believer and follower of Jesus Christ. 
who's not out to, I mean, to have a church where we can say, if you can't give cheerfully, keep it. That's believable to me. Or if uh, you're a single parent, you need to pay your bills. You need to pay your bills, not put your money in the offering plate because you've got a family you're trying to take care of. To me, that's believable. You hear me or not? Why do we do things for free here? Free? You paid for it. What's money for? Say, if it isn't to love on people. Amen. Yes or no? We've got a big senior luncheon. Who's going to buy the hot dogs? You are. You did it this morning. Yes or no? Who's going to pay the light? You do. We do. I'll ask somebody coming in here new. You, you help us pay the light? But we're not stupid. We're not, we don't do that at the house, do we? Yes or no? Amen. We're not going to do it here. We want to be believable people. Say that. We want to be what? Believable people. Why do I not wear a suit? I mean, I've lost some weight. I could look good in a suit right now. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that right now. But I ain't. I ain't. I ain't. Now, my point is, is that I dress the way I do because I'm comfortable. It's me. If you come in a suit, that's fine. I've got the, the pastor over here. Pastor Irvin, how you doing, buddy? And you're very comfortable in that tie, ain't you? That's just the way you are. Pastored for 40-plus years. Amen? Had a big school and all that. But I love that this pastor can come and be with me, and we can be comfortable together, can't we, pastor? Amen? See, I love that. And he's got that Bible. That's the way he was. He had that Bible. Preach right out of that Bible. I put my Bible on the screen. He'd probably think that's crazy. He did. He did. He said he did both. There you go. Amen. Amen. But the point is, is that we just want to be believable. Say that with me. We just want to be what? Okay. And Max, that's why when I saw you this morning, my heart was happy. I was worried about you. And he said, you don't need to worry about me? That's what he said. Sure I do. We need people to worry about us. That's believable. Yes or no, amen. It's okay. I knew Lewis would bring him. I believed you, Lewis. You'd, you'd convince me that you come here on a regular basis and you could pick up that joker. How about that? That's believable. You don't hear me or not? That's how we want our church to be. That's why I'm doing this series. So let's go with this. But let's go study the scriptures today. Let's go. It's not just me up here talking. Say this verse with me. You ought to memorize it. You ought to memorize it. Say it with me. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What a great scripture. And we started last week with the life of Saul, Saul of Tarsus. Saul became Paul the Apostle. But Saul of Tarsus, that was a rough joker, wasn't he? Say, was he very religious? Was he, was he even smart, brilliant? Yes. What, did he keep every rule, every law to the, to the nth degree? Yes or no? Yes. Did he persecute Christians? Did he even consent to them and lead them to be murdered? Yes or no? Isn't it something how we can be one way and then be another way? We can be one way. I got this all together. Taught the feet of Gamaliel. I was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He was all that. Touching the law, the Bible says, he was blameless. That ain't any in this room. He was, but he persecuted Christians. 
called them off to prison, even had them murdered. And we saw a clear story last week, didn't we, from the Bible. Who was the guy's name that was murdered? His name was what? Stephen. Gosh, y'all are learning, man. Good for you. Maybe you knew it already. I don't know. But here's the deal. I can't be the old and the new at the same time. Now, in my body, there is a battle going on, in my flesh, between the old man and the new man. But you can only be one of those at a time. Do y'all hear me or not say? And the world, we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and we're not making the effort and allowing the Lord to work in our life like He should and like He can, and we're making the world dizzy. You follow me or not? So let's learn today. Let's learn from this man. We want to be believable. So, let's keep pushing me, buddy. You're doing great. Saul called Jesus Lord in our story last week. Remember or not? Okay, he's on the road to Damascus. Why is he on the road to Damascus? Why is Saul going to Damascus? To do what to Christians? To persecute Christians. He's got letters from the Pharisees, from the synagogues, from the high muckety-muck folk. He's got the authority to persecute and even execute if he needs to. And he's on this road to Damascus. And while he was on this road with his posse, something happened. A light shone from heaven. He was blinded. And he hit the ground. Remember? And he's shaking and trembling. And the Lord said, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks or against the sharp stick. It's hard for you. Now you're the one being stuck, Jack. He said, why do you persecute me? Jesus said that to him. Yes or no, amen. Guys, that should give us some encouragement today. When we suffer, he suffers. When we hurt, he hurts. When we're wrong, he's wronged. Take it to the Father. Did you hear me? He's with you. He's with you in your suffering. And he saw that man, what that man had done, what that man had done to his people. But it's amazing. He still loved him. That's crazy, ain't it? That's crazy. How many of you are shocked that God loved you too? Can I see some hands going, I'm shocked that God loved me too, man. So, he's on the ground. And he says, Lord. And then he's trembling and astonished. He said, Lord, what will you have me to do? I just want to stop right there with that word, Lord. We might not like it, but when you call upon the name of the Lord and you put your faith in Jesus Christ, did you know he saves you immediately? We think some people, it ought to take longer. They ought to pay for it longer. Hang them over hell a little bit longer. (laughs) But that's not the way God is. The thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. Saul on the road to Damascus, Lord, boom. He called Jesus Lord. Guys, it wasn't just a figure of speech. The word means master, Savior, God, Messiah, Christ. That's crazy. And so, right there immediately on that road, Saul was saved. Say that with me. Saul was, well, that's too easy. You've been a murderer. Well, what have you been? 
I ain't never killed anybody, but you've done plenty. That's why we need... I love this scripture. Say it with me, you know it. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, say it with me. Thou shalt be... Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's what he did. That's pretty good, ain't it? So he's this old man, this not old in age, but his old nature. He calls upon the Lord, and I'm trying to use him to teach us. How can you go from old to new? We saw what makes us old. Remember some of the things last week? I'm not going to review them again, but there's several things. It can be our education, our upbringing. It can be our religion. But we all have a dark side. It's so easy to, to morph back into the old man or the old woman. You hear me? So today we're going to see what helps us be new. What, what, what helps me be new? Well, first of all, we're learning right there. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Say it out loud with me. Put your faith in in Jesus Christ. Did I say in church? Nope. In a preacher? Nope. In your money? Nope. In education? Nope. Put your faith in who? Jesus Christ. I'm not even saying put your faith in God because Jesus is God. He has a name. Put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and thou shalt be saved. Amen? So that's what he did. So if you want to be the new, then that's what you need to do. Amen? Do we have that down? So let's see what happened. He said, Lord, what will you have me do? And the Lord said to Saul, arise, go into the city. What city? Same city, Damascus. And it shall be told you what you must do. So keep going the way you're going. You're just going to go a different man. This is sort of funny, ain't it? I think God has fun with us. I think He has fun with me. Rockingham, look at him. I do. I think, I think God just loves to see us, our lives, as we, as we grow for the Lord, as we do for Him. I think He's like, look at that right there. Amen? So He's going a different man. So Saul did a what? He did a what? Saul did a 180. He did a 180. He was going this away, and he went this away. Now, he didn't change the city he was going to. He changed him. He allowed the Lord to change him from the inside out. And he went a different person. Does that make sense? So he did a 180. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, say it with me, old things are. Behold, all things are become. So Saul's sin, gone. Saul's past, though he would still struggle with it, gone. Record that God had against him, wiped clean. Cast as far as the east is from the what? Buried in the depths of the what? And God what? No more. Remembers it no more. Amen? So that's the first thing. Boom. So he did a 180. What's a 180? What is it? It's turning and going in a completely different direction. This man hated Jesus Christ. This man hated the people of the way, the followers of Jesus Christ. He despised him. He did a 180. 
Y'all hear me or not? I remember my mother, Hellraiser drunk, waitress at the Revels Barbecue Lodge. I remember how she would talk about certain people, certain Christians, certain preachers. Growing up as a kid, I would remember the vile things she would say about them. And now I am one. That's funny right there. Aren't you glad that God is gracious and kind and merciful to us as sinners? Let's thank the Lord. Aren't you glad He loves, He cares for us? Come on. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I had a former atheist about nodding your head. Let's go to this microphone. They keep giving me the crappy microphone every week. Who would know? Here we go. Come on. So, so what's a 180? We saw already. Go ahead. It looks like that. That's what a 180 looks like, in case you might not understand plain English. Does that help you or not? See, I was going this way, and, and, and now I'm going this away. Look at it one more time. I was going man, this away, and now I'm going what away? See, when we say something to the world, we need to mean it. See, they know what a 180 is. They know what you say and what I say. And when we're just going around in circles, like a yo-yo, it makes them dizzy. They're looking for somebody who's R-E-A-L, the real deal. They're not looking for, for perfection. They're looking for believable. And we want Fellowship Church to be believable. Y'all hear me or not? Let me ask you a question. Is everything here debt-free, yes or no? Well, how do you know? Well, it is. You believe me? Thank you. Yeah. Hey, go ask any bank in town if they have a note on Fellowship Church. If you don't believe me, go ask them. You understand? When we say something, we better mean what we're saying. Amen. If we say we're going to build a building debt-free, then that means we better do what? And guys, I'm not... It's not that I'm trying to please you guys. It's that if we say something, we're to mean it. We're to be believable. Yes or no? If we say we love Jesus Christ and love people, then we should do what? Love Jesus Christ and love... So when they come here, they need to be received that way. Is that true or false? And that's believable. Y'all hear me? This is what we need. And so it's not a 360... So many times we come to the Lord, look, I'm saved. And then we go right back to who we were. And I'm not trying to put you down today. It's a struggle. Say that with me. It's a But guys, that's why I gave the message on the filling of the Holy Spirit. He's good for it. He's saved us. He's come alongside of us. He's the paraclete. He's the one. He sealed us. He's the comforter. But just because He's alongside of you, and I know He indwells us, I get that. But that does not mean you're filled with Him. You're filled with Him when you say, Lord, come into my life. Crawl up inside of me. Love through me. That's the filling of the Holy Spirit. I, I'm convinced. I don't care what you've been taught at another church. I'm convinced that you allowing the Lord to not just be on the side of you, but inside of you. 
is the filling of the Holy Spirit. And that's how that old, that's how you're going to fight that old, new. You're going to have a better chance at fighting that. Amen? Because now you're not fighting by yourself. He ain't just beside you. He's in you. And the two of you can whoop this sucker. Amen? Say. And also, that's what the world wants to see out of us. They want to see Christians who are filled with love. Did you hear me or not? All right. So I'm going to keep going then. Here we go. So Saul did a 180, not a 360. He did a 180. Our world needs, say this with me, I'm going to be famous. This is a quote of mine. Our world needs direction, not... One more time. Our world needs direction, not... They're longing for something that's real, that's... And that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. Amen or not? I don't know about you. I wish you'd join me. I wish you'd say, Lord, why don't you crawl up inside of me and love through me? Get up inside of me and love through me. Come out in me in kindness, patience. Not being rude to people. It's funny how we make excuses. We'll be rude to somebody and we'll say, well, that's just the way I am. That's the way I was raised. Because you're, you're, the old, you're not that old person anymore. Yes or no, amen? Come on, guys. Get with the program. This is the plan. Running in circles is not what? It's just not believable. So I know it's a strong message. I'm going to take a quick break right here. I got a letter this week. Every month I send out letters during the off-season months to northern people. I do that. How many ever got one of those from me? Okay, some of you. I never take those letters and ask for money. Blah, 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 blah. I might give an update. But it's usually, how are y'all doing? I miss you. Look forward to seeing you again. Included as an envelope. I do appreciate any prayer support or any other kind of support. Thank you so much. God bless you. Is that heavy-handed or what? So I got a letter this week. From somebody whose loved one had died. The father had died. And so they wrote me this letter. And the father had passed away almost two years ago. From up north. And it was our oversight. It was our oversight. So that father who's now in heaven got a letter. And it deeply offended the son. So much so that he told me I'm full of BS. And basically how pathetic I was. And just was all about money. And wanting people's money. Castigated me pretty good. But here's the good news. I didn't let it get to me. Because it wasn't believable. That is not me. Y'all hear me today or not? That is not me. Did it piss me off? Excuse my language. Not really. Not really. Hurt me a little. You know what I mean? Could I understand where he's coming from? I can understand. I can understand where I can understand where he's coming from, because the church today is not believable. He painted me with the brush that every, a lot of churches should get painted with. Did you hear me or not? And I understood him doing that. And so what did I do? Well, I wrote him. 
and I apologized for our lack of oversight. And I understand how that could be hurtful to him. And then I said, I loved your mom and dad. And they loved me. And I said, they loved coming to Fellowship Church and they loved coming to Inglewood. And I hope this little short letter helps in some way. God bless you, Pastor Gary. Why did I say that? Not to make me look good. No. I said it because people are sitting dead ready to just pounce on us. Yes or no, amen? But here's the sad thing. We're giving them reasons all the time because we're so dizzy, man. We're running from the old to the new to the new to the old, and we're not doing the 180. Are y'all hearing me? So this is pretty important, isn't it? We'll finish the message. Saul wasn't back where he started. He was going in a completely different direction. He was going a different man. His 180 was from his head to his what? He had a heart change. He was brilliant. Paul was brilliant, but he didn't know the Lord. But now he knows the Lord. He knew the Lord by just recognizing and calling Him Lord. <laughs> when are you going to do that? Say, when's church going to be more than just like, well, just church? When's it going to be Jesus? Say, man. Come on, let's do it. I turn to Jesus. Yes. Yes. Calling Jesus Lord was, say it with me out loud. Calling Jesus Lord was the what? Pivotal point in Saul's life. Don't downplay this. This was a man who would have never called him Lord. Ever. This was huge. And Jesus knew it was huge. Amen? How about you don't worry what somebody else says about your faith? You make sure your faith is real. You hear me or not? Say. Because he knows. He, he knows the math. He's doing the math for you. Amen? I love that. Instead of persecuting people of the way, now Saul was a what? A person of the way. What a change. What an old news story this is. Amen? Keep going. Saul's 180. What do you mean, Gary? He did a 180. Well, he called him Lord. He called him Lord. And that's number one. Call him Lord. Know that he's Lord in your life. Know that he's Savior and Lord. Get that down. You want to do a 180? That's numero uno. Got it? So now how as a Christian, how as a Christian do I stop? I'm not saying you're ever going to get the handle on this. You're always going to have opportunities to go back from the old to the new. I get that. It's called the fighting the flesh. I get that. But quit making excuses. You hear me? Let the Lord come inside of you. Let Him love through you. And when He comes in, He's going to let you know how much He loves you. And you can love others. What's the great command? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your... As... So to know that God loves you, you're going to be able to love other people. And so Saul did a 180. He called him Lord. But now I want you to see it. How did he do a 180? Say that number one with me. He did what? He obeyed the command of Jesus. You want to do a 180? How about doing that? How about start obeying what Jesus says? How about quit looking at these Bible studies? And say, I don't like that. I don't need that. Maybe you do need it. Why don't you humble yourself and be willing to learn Scripture? Say, 
I'm dumb. I don't know nothing. It's funny. You've been pretty successful in other parts of your life. Why wouldn't you want to be successful in your Christian walk? He obeyed the command of Jesus. Saul arose from the earth. When his eyes were open, he saw no man. They had to lead him by the hand. They brought him to the same city where he was going to go kill people, or arrest him at least, to Damascus. He was there three days without sight. He didn't eat or drink. God told him to do it. He did it. How much better would your life be if God told you to do it and you just did it? Say, maybe people would start believing you. Well, God said, and you tell others, well, God said, but you ain't doing jack squat nothing. And they're wondering, what the heck? How's that work? Amen. Number two. Oh, I'm sorry, there was an interlude. Oh, don't paint, don't faint on me. Here we go. Saul got saved. He was going to kill Christians or arrest them. But look at it. Here's a, here, but here's another part of the story real fast. And there, were certain disciples, there was a certain disciple in Damascus. His name was what? Ananias. And to him the Lord said to him in a vision. So Saul saved. He's on the road to Damascus. And the Lord speaks to this guy named Ananias in a vision. Who's a Christian. He said, Lord, here I am. The Lord said to Ananias, Arise, go to the street which is called Straight. One of my favorite street names is Straight. Straight, straight. Go to the street called Straight. Inquire in the house of Judas. Not the Judas before. Different, different person altogether. For the one person named Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he's in that house praying. And he's seen in a vision a man named Ananias. That's you. Coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. And Ananias answered and said, Lord, Lord, whoa, 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 whoa. I've heard many things about this man. How much evil he's done to the saints at Jerusalem. He even recently killed Stephen. And you want me to go do what to who? It's funny. He's having a vision. He's arguing with God in the vision. And he has authority from the chief priest now to come here and bind everybody that follow you. And I'm one of them. What are you doing? So he's done much evil. He has the authority to do a lot more evil. Keep looking. He's on the same road going to the same city, but Saul is now a totally different what? But Ananias don't know that. And he struggles with helping this killer. Keep looking. Hang in here with me. Jesus' view of Saul's 180. Hang on. But the Lord said unto him, Go your way, Ananias, for Saul is a chosen vessel to me. He is going to bear my name before Gentiles and kings. Did he do that? He did. And the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Hmm. So, Jesus tells Ananias, he's chosen vessel, he's going to bear my name, he's also going to suffer many things for my great name. Alright, so there's this little interlude. Man's view of when looking through Jesus' view. I know this is crazy, but hang in here with me. I should have been a detective. Ananias went his way. See, Ananias had an opinion of Saul, and it was true. But when Jesus spoke to him like he does to us in his word, we start to have a different view of people. We need Jesus' view of people. You hear me? 
So look at his view now. Ananias went his way. He entered into whose house? That Judas Joker's house on Straight Street. He put his hands on him just like Jesus said he would do. Remember? And he called him what? Sit on the count of three. One, two, three. wonder if he stuttered saying that. <laughs> Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto you in the way as you came, he sent me here that you might receive your sight and say it with me and be what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. So that's a little interlude. So Saul did a 180. He obeyed the command of Jesus. We see all this stuff. Push it on, buddy. Push it on. And so now, so he obeyed the command of Jesus. What did he do next? He identified with Jesus publicly. How many secret Christians do we have here today? You come to church on Sunday, but nobody knows. The way you live your life is no indication. I'm not trying to be ugly to you. I'm trying to say the world deserves better out of us. He got baptized. Are you kidding me? He was Saul the persecutor. And he publicly went out there and showed everybody. I believe that Jesus was buried and he rose again. Do you think he became a marked man after that? Absolutely. The Jews wanted him dead. But he was not ashamed of Christ. Immediately there fell from his eyes that had been scales and he received his sight forthwith. He arose and he was what? He was baptized. We're just talking about how can I do a 180 instead of a 360? I'm just trying to learn. Obey his commands. Get baptized. Identify with him. Quit hiding your faith. Don't shove it on people. But good grief, why don't you live for the Lord? Yes or no? Amen. Number three. He committed himself to learning about Jesus and his word from the disciples. And when he had received meat, Saul was strengthened. Certain days he was with the disciples, which were at Damascus. That's part of your 180, guys, is to learn about the Lord. You hear me? And I know you're here today, and I hope you're learning today. Are you? That's good. But that's why we have the depth finders class. That's why we, it's not saying you got to go this to this stuff, but it's all part of trying to help you. You hear me or not? You're not better than somebody when you go. You can just become a stronger follower of Christ. Amen? That's what Saul did. Number four, look at this one. Say that out loud. He proclaimed Jesus to be the Son of God. Where? You talk about some guts. He went to the very place and preached Jesus that had given him the authority to go and persecute and even kill Christians. He didn't hide his ministry in some corner. He went right where they were. I'm going to tell you why he did it. Why did he do it? He was filled with the Holy Ghost. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? He was filled with the love of God. Did you hear me or not? He was filled with a lot. There's only one reason he would have gone to those synagogues. It had to be the love of God. He had to see them as lost like he was. And he, you know, the Bible tells us repeatedly that he was was beaten for doing this. He was beaten multiple times, 39 times on his back, the Bible says. Pulled the flesh off his back. He was left for dead multiple times. 
What would keep a man doing what he did? He was filled with the Holy Spirit, which means he was filled with God's love. Y'all hear me or not? Maybe you would do a 180 and quit morphing back into the old person if God's love came into your heart. I'm not saying you're not saved, but you need to get him from the outside and get him inside. Y'all hear me or not? Am I beating you upside the head today? I'm trying. Last one, Raj. Keep going, buddy. But all that heard, uh uh-uh. But all that heard him were amazed and said, It's not this he which destroyed them which called on the name of Jesus in Jerusalem. And he came here for that intent that he might bring them bound to the chief priest. People will be amazed at your 180. You hear me? But Saul increased the more in strength he confounded the Jews. You know what confounds people? Love. Love confounds people. Love works. Say that out loud. Love what? The Bible says the love of God constrains us. So he went to Damascus. He's supposed to go to Damascus proving that he is the very Christ. Amen. He increased in strength, etc. Last thing, his 180. How do you do a 180? Well, follow these steps up on the screen today. Here's one of them. Suffer for Christ. What? So many Christians, people are looking at us. And you let something bad happen to us and we respond the same exact way the world does. And it makes them dizzy. But when you can suffer and go through suffering and do it graciously without the whining and the complaining, do you think that might be a testimony of other people out there hurting? Yes or no? Have I lost y'all? Saul became the hunted instead of the hunter. The rest of his life, everywhere he went, people were trying to kill him. And you think you got it bad? Why don't you get your back up a little bit and get a little stronger? And know that you're not the only one hurting today. I met a sweet lady today. You've got to holler out your name. That You came to me in the wheelchair. Holler your name out loud. Pam. Pam. Pam is beautiful. You are. You have, a, you have a countenance about you. And she, for nine years, suffered. No, I'm sorry, since 2009, for 13 years, 14 years almost, she's been suffering with MS. But since 2009, you've been in a, having to use a wheelchair. She still tries to use that walker, though, because she's a doer, man. You're trying But I told her today when she came up with a dear friend that brought her to see me this morning, just the radiance on your face, and you're in a wheelchair, and you're happier than most people I know. That is powerful. And you know what? When you say something, Pam, when you come up, and I don't know you, I'm just getting to know you, but what it is, it's believable. It's believable. Because you, you know what hard times are and pain is. So, guys, that's my message.
I'm not, I'm not, she's like, I'm not coming again. But you know what? It's believable. Max, it was believable. I thought I'd lost you, son. <laughs> Lewis, there's been a couple of times I thought I lost you. You hear me, buddy? Boom! That's two of them! You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying when hard times happen, and both of you have gone through in your own different way, and over here, Pam, and how many ever also have some hard times? Let's see some other hands, so I'm not just picking on them. But isn't it great when we go through those and we still stay, we try, we might miss, we try to stay steady, it becomes believable. Amen? I'm done with the message. Got to quit. Thank the Lord for His Word today. Amen? Come on. It's a good time. Good time. Good time. Let's get on our feet. Come on. Come on. I appreciate you. I guess I'm just getting... I don't know. The Lord's been working in my life a lot. And if I feel like I want to say something kind, I'm going to say it. Amen? And uh, I love you guys. I love you. I love Inglewood. I love going to the high school and being with the ball team. I just want you to, I want you to, I want you to realize you're really valuable. You hear me? Like you, buddy, you came to me this morning and the way you talked to me. He said something about me. You said something, well, I give it back. That's why. You give a lot, Pastor. But what you said to me meant something to me. And I told him he's got a big personality. And I told him that that's one of the reasons you love him. That's the truth, ain't it? Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's bow in prayer, Lord. Thank you for a good day. Thank you for time and your word. Thank you for taking people that are terrible sinners like me and Saul and using us. Lord, help all of us to know in this room that you're right, you're right there with us. You're right alongside of us. You're never going to leave us. You're never going to forsake us. But you want to come into our life more. You want to crawl up inside of us. You want to you want to love through us. You want to work in our hands and our feet and our smile and our eyes and our words. Because you love people that aren't here. You love people that are on their way to hell. And, and you need us. You need us. You need us. Just like you need the disciples to get up. You need us to get up. You need us to get up and let you in. So, Lord, I pray today. I pray messages like last week and today. Lord, I pray it finds good ground in these folks' hearts. Touch them today, Lord. Touch, touch these folks here at Fellowship like you touch me. Lord, it hurt to knock Saul down. It hurt him. You hurt him, Lord. You hurt him on that road. It hurt him. His eyes. He was blind. He couldn't walk. And a lot of folks have been hurt, Lord. Through their hurt, Lord. I pray for them, Lord, that they won't turn you away. But they'll see this is the opportunity for you to come in. You to come in and help them with their hurt. Encourage them, Lord, I pray. And me too. In Jesus' name. With heads bowed finally, I never want to leave folks without the opportunity to put their faith in Christ. Today there's only one way to heaven. His name is Jesus. I think you saw that in the story today. <laughs> Saul saw it. Do you know the Lord today? If you died, do you know you'd go to heaven? Quit putting your faith in a church. Quit putting your faith in yourself. 
Put your faith in Jesus Christ, not some TV preacher. It's time for you to do the 180. Turn to the Lord today. Call Him Lord today. And mean it from the bottom of your heart. Can I lead you in a prayer where you'll do that today? Would you do it right now? Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. 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 That's me. And I ask you, Son of God, holy, 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 to forgive me who ain't holy, holy, holy of my sin. And Jesus, I want you to know best I know how I believe in you. I believe you're God's only son. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. And I believe you love me. I'm not putting my faith in a preacher, in a church, or myself. I'm putting my faith in you, Jesus, the Son of God, who loved me and you gave yourself for me. Come into my life and live. Come into my life and live. I am not going where I was, going hell. I'm going to heaven because I put my faith in you. 180. Help me to live for you, I pray. Love through me, Lord. Love through me. I pray in Jesus' name. With heads bowed, how many would raise their hand and say, Pastor, I said that prayer with you today. I meant that from the bottom of my heart. Preach, can I see your hand? Wherever you are, not trying to embarrass you, I just want you to feel that hand go up in the air. It feels good. Amen. Lord, bless us as we go our way. Help us love people, I pray. Help us be believable. I pray many today will contemplate strongly having you come into their heart and love through them and being filled with you in their spirit. Oh, God, please keep knocking at that heart's door of the folk and mine, too. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. See you later, guys. Have a great, 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 great day. Amen. You didn't hear me say go Vikings at all today. Until.